1: For Montana's only daily sports talk show, is Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football!
0: Still can't talk. What's up, everybody? (laughs) Welcome to your favorite talk show, or the talk show host can't even speak because he's got such a bad cold. Hope you're having a great week. My week has been filled with uh, all sorts of great interviews, all sorts of great naps, and for whatever reason, I just feel lucky. I felt pretty good this time of day, all day, (laughs) each day uh, throughout the week. Hopefully, you're feeling good out there. I've talked to a lot of you people in Western Montana, around Missoula, that said, You've all kind of had this same crud, man. So I don't know. Here's an idea. Let's let's share communally. What sort of cold remedies do you got? You want to be a part of the show today? You got sports questions, comments, concerns, or you have cold remedies for me? 406 888 1029 That's 888-1029. Text us, let us know. I like I like sharing in misery together. At least it lets us know that we're all here for one another. Ton to get to today. We're going to do something we haven't really done in the past. You're accustomed to hearing Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports on Fridays, but usually not to lead the show. We usually get warmed up for an hour before we get into the laughs, but Carolyn will join us here right off the top. That's because Rajim Seabrook is on his way. He had to drop his little man... Uh, off at basketball practice and then he's going to make his way across town so he'll be here uh, shortly so we'll get started with carolyn then we're going to hear from chris chidovitsky the head coach of the grizz soccer team then we're going to hear from pat duchene the head coach of the florence falcons they're the two-time defending class b champions and they play red lodge on saturday with an opportunity to go back to the state championship for the third year in a row then hour number two will go all the way around the world of high school football playoffs We'll also talk all the way around the wide world of sports. I got to get Rajim's take on this Connor Stallions, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan story. It's a, it's, it's a bunch to do about nothing, but it's the only thing that anybody's talking about. And it's also this bizarre story. So I got to get Raj's take on this. So we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll also talk some Grizz football, some Bobcat football, some Big Sky Conference football. We'll also talk some Grizz hoops because they are at the University of Oregon tonight, uh, Almost at Ottson Stadium, but a rather Matthew Knight Court, which is uh quite a spectacle to behold. <laughs> I can't wait to see how the Grizz I mean, I think that's gonna go, Andrew. You were at uh the Grizz opener against Northwest Indian. Tune up is a like light way to say it. I mean, every guy in the whole world that could possibly play for Montana got into the game, Connor Dick and Brett Reynolds are dunking on people, and the Grizz win by a million. Talk about the transition. I mean, what do you think that's going to be like going from Northwest Indian College on your home floor in front of nobody to Matthew Knight Arena against the Oregon Ducks?
2: It's going to be a pretty steep learning curve for the Grizz. Yeah, I just don't know how you practice for that I this week either. because you didn't get anything out of that game on Tuesday to even begin to take forward uh to going and playing Oregon. You better off just practicing against yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely right. And, you know, you just hope that they're prepared for that setting and you hope that they're prepared for the athleticism that's going to be out there. I mean, the Grizz the Grizz played well, but the athleticism difference on Tuesday is just so crazy. It's so crazy. And then it's going to be completely reversed against Oregon.
0: Yeah, it's going to be wild. Do we know how good Oregon is supposed to be this year? I mean, they're always solid. Dana Altman's a great coach, and and they've you know they've been perennially good to very good during his time there.
2: No, I I wish Safford hadn't dipped out early, of course, because Safford, the Oregon <laughs> the Duck, Oregon would, alum, yeah. would know uh, they have Infali Dante, who's like a, a big man who yep. was a five-star recruit coming yep. out. I think yep. he transferred from somewhere else. That's really the only thing I know about him. Well, it'll certainly be a, a tough test tonight,
0: um, but then the Grizz back home Sunday. I know next week's going to be swallowed up by the football rivalry, but they are at home on Sunday. For a, They have a home-and-home home within this season against UC Davis. UC Davis won on a buzzer beater that went viral last night. I was looking at the schedule because I knew the Grizz played Davis. I actually sort of correctly tweeted because I retweeted the highlight of the buzzer beater and said that the Grizz play at Davis in mid-December, but then I realized, oh, shoot, they also play Davis on Sunday here in Missoula, so two times against UC Davis. Robbie Beasley, I believe, is still there at UC Davis, a former Grizz who transferred there. So I'll talk about that a little later on uh, in the show as well. So a pretty standard football-heavy uh, lineup here. High school football, college football, and also some football, some soccer um, to keep you entertained as maybe, hopefully, you're winding down your week here um, on this Friday. I am Coulter Nuandas. We're coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. I was a little broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. It's a Friday, means it's a Florence Coffee Company Friday. I have been battling this cold so bad all week, so I've I been drinking the hot stuff, like the coffees and the teas, like it's my job. So I'm already, uh, f- multiple Florence Coffee trips a day <laughs> into this week, so don't have one currently, but I did enjoy myself a little Americano for uh, the breakfast and uh, also had a uh, black tea uh, this afternoon. So Florence Coffee, no matter what, how you're feeling, what you need, a little energy boost, a little soothing, a little uh, throat relaxer, whatever you need, Florence Coffee Company's got it for you. It's a Friday night, you can stay up late. Go check out Florence Coffee Company. It's also a great place for holiday gifts. If you're shopping early for the holidays, what's better than giving your friends and family a little gift card to Florence Coffee? I don't think much. It's a free, free cup of joe is always a good thing. Um, Florence Coffee Company, proud to... Bringing you new honors now uh, each Friday. Grizz Hockey is at home tonight and tomorrow. They're playing University of Providence, which should be a stern test. If you need a place to watch the Grizz Hockey game, you can go do it at Buffalo Wild Wings right across the street from us. Uh, puck drops at 830 tonight. So if you want to have some cold beers and some wings while you enjoy uh, the Grizz Hockey game, head on over to Buffalo Wild Wings. Also, you can always check them out live at the Glacier Ice Rink and can always stream on the ESPN MTF or listen live on 102.9 uh, ESPN uh, Radio. All right, well, you better bring it today because you're leading the show. It's first time ever. Chicken does no sports right like, off the top.
3: Like first thing. First thing. 4
0: o'clock p.m. 4.02 after I get done telling everybody what's in the show 14 times. Wow. Yeah, here we are.
3: Okay, well, welcome <laughs> to Nuana's Now on Friday.
0: <laughs> here we are. Carolyn got me sick, so here...
3: Uh, Andrew started this whole thing in Yes, Andrew office. did start
0: this whole thing. Here we are, years later.
3: <laughs> well, it just kind of went through all of us, and you were last.
0: I know. Is so. that the toughest?
3: No, it just means
0: mm. you haven't been around. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's been the one I'm the most absent. That's exactly right. Uh, all right, let's get in trouble today. What else? Uh, what do you got? First of all, um, Chicken Does No Sports, proudly presented by uh, Aspen Sound. I used my automatic car starter this morning. It's delightful when it gets cold out. So go get yourself one. You got to get on the books though, because they're really busy. So call them. And to get scheduled, get that on that car starter. They also are experts when it comes to in-car uh, stereo systems as well. Go check them out on Broadway, Aspen Sound in Missoula. All right, what do
3: you got, Sherilyn? I hate when you call me that. I know. Um, let's so talk about an homage to Aspen Sound. I know, I know. Um, let's talk about Dwight Howard. No. Why? What? Oh my gosh, what are we going to talk
0: about? Oh, this is the weirdest story. I don't even know what to do with it.
3: So you told me yesterday you didn't think we should talk about it because I... And you didn't really say why, except I think it's because you don't think I can handle it delicately.
0: Uh, That's probably true.
3: So maybe you're right. This
0: is just yet another example. It's like the old saying goes, never meet your heroes. Because if you do, you just realize that they're not even close to as heroic as you thought they were going to be. The
3: worst thing he did, well, he was only accused of... Something. So we we don't know. We've yes. talked about this before. People get accused of things. The media picks it up. Social media picks it up, and then everyone just assumes that he's a bad person because of the accusations. He could be found not guilty. That's true. So
0: it's all it's all part of a bigger story, though, because it doesn't matter. I mean, this stuff. What is what's going on right now? You can Google it. We're not going to talk about it here. It's very naughty, inappropriate. And there's so many, so much hearsay and personal stuff that's involved in it, and it's just really weird. The part about Dwight Howard, though, is that Dwight Howard has had, I would argue, as stark of a fall from grace as any professional athlete of the modern generation, and it has nothing to do with this stuff. This stuff, this stuff might have been off-the-court distractions that were making him erode as a player, but there's no real comp to someone who is, at the same time, the greatest defensive player of his generation, one of the five best rebounders in the history of the NBA was the face of the NBA for a moment in time. He when he won the dunk contest with Orlando and he dragged the Magic to the NBA finals and he had the Superman cape and he was on every commercial. That exact moment, he was the most famous player in the entire NBA. Since that moment, he was traded. Let's count it up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Ten times. Wow,
3: that's like James Harden numbers. James Harden's only gotten traded three times.
0: The, no. The, the great player in the league does not... Someone that is as generational of a talent as well as as marketable as Dwight Howard doesn't get traded 10 times. No, I know. There's something so going there's on. So there's something super weird going on. And it's so crazy because if you just looked at the first half of his career, Dwight Howard is a first ballot hall of Famer. If you look at the second half of his career, he is the biggest bust in the history of the NBA. How can that same person be the same person? Does he it's still wild. play? He played last year for the... Taoyuan Leopards in China. Oh, okay. He played up until 2022 at the Lakers. (sighs) Well. So he's played for the Magic, the Lakers, the Rockets, the Hawks, the Hornets, the Wizards, the Lakers, the 76ers, the Lakers, and then the Taoyuan Leopards.
3: And did you say he came, like his, was his dad a a ball player too? No. Oh. You said about he's gender. the
0: last great high school player though Got he's, it. He was the last guy that was a true breakout star after getting drafted out of high school
3: I think there are just some people who collapse under this pressure of fame of notoriety I think that's probably right he's married right and he was still out being a naughty boy doing uh, naughty things is,
0: is he married I thought
3: he was married with children but I could be wrong Wow. I thought I okay. read that in one of the articles that we read I, I
0: don't know oh he has this says on his Wikipedia it says he has five children with five different women but oh. I do not believe he's actually Okay. I read.
3: Okay. Well, I hope. Um, he, uh, he,
0: okay. So, you want to know all the weird things about Dwight Howard that aren't this sexually explicit stuff that's yeah. in the news for right now? Yeah. Dwight Howard is infamous for his candy room. He has a room in his home that is nothing but candy. Oh my god, that sounds like my child's dream. He is like one of the most swole buff guys ever, and he all he used to eat was candy.
3: Is he <laughs> the one that was on a podcast recently saying he just has like Skittles before he works out or something, uh, or was that uh, someone else? That might be somebody else. Okay.
0: Uh, Dwight Howard also has approximately 25 pet snakes. Oh, he just walks around his house with snakes.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> I mean, gross. Yeah, it's uh, it's totally weird. I don't know. He's he is one of the weirdest stories in all of pro sports in my life. It makes me feel really strange because at one point in time, Dwight Howard was like my yeah. favorite athlete. Well, Carl
3: Malone was also your favorite, man. What is it about the
0: super buff guys that then they just are such weirdos? That's so strange. I actually never thought about that. Two of the most physically formidable players in the history of the league are both were total weirdo freaks.
3: I think fame does things to people, but I also think if you're weird and you're not famous, nobody knows that you're weird. Mm. But then if you're weird and you're famous... And weird things happen and you yeah. do weird things, they come out.
0: I also think that when you're so this like genetically gifted that you get a pass quite often. Right. You don't ever have to really grow up. You know? Right, right, right. I mean, like Dwight Howard was a millionaire when he was 19, you know? That's yeah, just, see,
3: that's like, going to mess you up. It's going to mess you up, for yeah. sure,
0: especially in the modern generation. Yeah. It's funny because he was like the guy that people would argue, see, kids from high school can come in the NBA and be just fine. Nope. And he was until he wasn't. right. And then it was just like, gimme, give gimme give more all, well, all I don't, across the board.
3: I don't know what's going to happen with this lawsuit. He's taking the stand. He said he's going to court. Ta- he's not settling. So he must believe that he's right.
0: That's right. So we'll see. We'll see. I just never forget when Dwight Howard just, he beat LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals to go to the finals. And that was like the craziest thing because the magic were not good at that moment. It's, it's wild. Though. And Wait. now
3: he's got a house full of snakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> the
0: dual meaning. <laughs>
3: uh, I
0: didn't even again, mean that. again, wow. again. I don't really know how to talk about this on the radio without getting canceled. <laughs> so we're gonna move on. Uh, what else you got? Jacob doesn't know sports here on ESPN Radio uh, as well as the ESPN MT app and SWX Montana Television. Uh, what else you got?
3: When you think of a New Yorker, what do you think? Like, what is your like classic
0: hmm.
3: person? Or their attitude. Let's talk about, like, what What do you think?
0: Like, the first thing I think of is the movie Rounders and, like, the the bookies <laughs> with the, the short sleeve bowling shirts and the- Like a tough and the gla- guy. And the glasses, yeah, like yeah. Like a tough guy. Yeah, yeah.
3: So, Webb Yama.
0: <laughs> Victor Webb and Yama. What does this have to do with New
3: York? He was in Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah, Square they Garden. Played at Madison
0: Square Garden the other night. And oh, I guess right. he
3: made a comment that it was not as big as he expected it to be, as in- Madison Square Garden. Sure. He thought it would be bigger. Yeah. Mind you, he's like a thousand feet tall.
0: That's probably right.
3: But apparently the Knicks fans got so mad.
0: That's probably right. Because
3: they're sensitive Sally's apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say that?
0: Yes, you definitely can.
3: Like I thought New Yorkers were tough. Why they got to get offended?
0: I think they definitely are offended.
3: He said it wasn't as big as expected. And so then they started um, heckling him and calling him... Names and he ended up not playing great that night because I'm sure he was being heckled all night. Mm-hmm. But I just thought New Yorkers were tougher than that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it is at the same time the mecca, but I think this is also why Victor, Victor uh potential is just like endless because he's only 19, but he's played pro basketball for several years already. Yeah. He's played all around the world, played internationally.
3: Well, he hasn't played New York. Yeah, I, mean, I guess he has now, right. but
0: uh, he, he did, the fact that he didn't play well, I just. I think it's a learning experience for the young man to realize that, like, hey, maybe I shouldn't talk
3: smack. <laughs> I don't feel like he was talking smack though. Yeah, I feel like he was just like he's like the sweet little innocent child who was like, oh, I thought this place would be bigger, and then they flipped out on him. I think that's weird.
0: Yeah, it is kind of weird. That's yeah. New Yorkers in a nutshell, though, right? New yeah, Yorkers that's true. and Philly people are both like that. You
3: think they'd have thicker skin?
0: You think so? They also have a lot of pride.
3: Yeah, you're right. You're right. But still, yeah. relax, guys. Relax. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Well, good talk. Uh,
0: Victor Wembanyama is—he's uh, got—he's he, got a lot to learn, but yet at the same time, he is showing his potential at such a crazy level at this exact moment.
3: Yeah, no, I kind of feel bad for him. I, th- I think he needs another year or two of polishing. Yes, I mean, I'm sure he's a great player, but media training, things like that—not yeah. that he did anything wrong, right? But to learn also how to deal with. The backlash, if you say one little thing.
0: Well, that's the other part is that it's just there's so many ebbs and flows. Like, you're just going to play so many games, you're going to have bad games, and that's just...
3: Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Next time he comes to New York, he should be like, oh my God, this place is huge, (laughs) and just see if they'll settle down. Well, then
0: he'll learn. I mean, maybe he'll just embrace like the old Michael Jordan or Reggie Miller, where you just play your best games in New York. Well, LeBron's done that too, you know? You're at Madison Square Garden, you just go drop 50. Kobe did it too. That's what That's what you do. Yeah. You learn how to just, if you're going to say whatever you're going to say, then you just got to go ball out.
3: Right. Speaking of Scottie Pippen, who you didn't say, but I'm you. Michael Jordan made me think of it. I've been watching Real Housewives of Miami.
0: Is he on there?
3: Well, Michael Jordan Jr.
0: With Larsa. Is on
3: there with Larsa. Oh, my God. Now, last year, this so when weird. this was all beginning, I thought, this is weird. You know, this whole thing is weird. And he's not into her. He's just like, whatever. But now he's like actually on the show with her. And they're really cute together. Really? Yeah, like I think they might get married. Whoa. Unless he wants kids, because I think she's aged out of that. But it's not, I'm not judging. Yeah, I yeah. have two. Yeah, yeah. But that's part of, it's just part of life. Yeah. Um, unless I, never mind, I was going to make a really bad <laughs> joke. Um, but no, I think she, um, I think they're cute together. I think it's like the real deal.
0: Well, I mean, hey, love comes in all shapes and sizes. Hopefully there's a lid
3: for every pot, God, as you, I like to say, you
0: are just incorrigible. Okay. So I don't really know what else to say about this other than good for them, I guess. Yeah. I can't believe anybody cares.
3: I don't really care. Just I just, it was on Real Housewives. Like,
0: these guys are like secondarily related to famous people. So then they get to be famous. It's just so weird. For sure. Like, what the heck has Michael Jordan's son ever done besides be...
3: He said he played basketball. He did at oh.
0: Illinois for like a brief moment in time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine.
3: Yeah. He does not look like Michael Jordan, though. And he's tall, mm-hmm. but I don't think he looks like MJ. Uh, I saw
0: Michael Jordan as a new wife.
3: Yeah, for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. They've been married She's for a while. nice. She's cute. (laughs) imagine that. She (laughs) comes up to his waist. She does. She's tiny. And when he's obviously very tall, but I saw the picture of them side by side and I was like, oh my God, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. uh, They're probably having fun times counting their money.
3: Uh, yeah, they were in Italy.
0: Because he just sold his shares of the, of the Bobcats. Yes. So I think he made about a billion off of that.
3: Just what he needed. I mean. Another bill. He was just l- struggling there. And I'm just really happy to see that he finally got over, you know, that those hard times. Totally. Hard financial times for Michael Jordan. <laughs>
0: yeah. Go no on now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. does out sports. Presented in part by Buff City Soap. My studio smelled great all uh, week long at Buff City Soap. Hooking it up. Got a little party going on on Sunday, so uh, they were kind enough to help us with some of our gifts, and uh, it's a great place to get gifts if you're throwing any sort of party or shower or anything like that, or you need some Christmas gifts, or just, you know, thinking of you gift, it's a it's an awesome spot.
3: I actually brought Aubrey a bar of soap from there. they have an unofficial Swifty line oh, with like gosh. cute little soaps with like the song names, it's really cute, um, I'm not even it's, kind of secret so i might have just blown it but if you have a swifty in your life Ooh. go grab one of those Somebody, bars of soap. everybody
0: usually does
3: but more importantly this weekend it's um 50 off all laundry soap so this weekend only through the 12th um their handmade plant-based laundry soap um is bogo so buy one get one 50 off sorry Whoa. buy one at full price get one at 50 percent off yeah only this weekend.
0: Buffsy Soap at the Northgate Plaza. I'm go check them out and tell them that the Chicken Does No Sports
3: sent you. That's right. Uh, what else you got? Let's talk about Caleb Williams. Okay. The USC quarterback. Who also did he win the Heisman? He did. He won the Heisman. You told me last that last year. week, That's and right. I remembered. Look at that. So they lost their <laughs> game. <laughs> They lost their game on Saturday. They've
0: lost several games, Okay, yes. well, they
3: lost several games. And uh, he, one of
0: my best friends was at this game. He's a giant USC fan.
3: Who were they playing?
0: They were playing Washington. They gave up like a million points. All my friend could text was, fire Alex Grinch, who's the defensive coordinator for USC. Sure okay. enough, on Monday, they fired Alex they Grinch. They did. So he got his wish.
3: Okay. Well, do you know what happened with Kay- the viral video of Caleb Williams? I you know what happened. So after they lost, he found his mom in the stands and he went up. And there's this video of him just sobbing in her arms. And it was like the sweetest mother son moment because, you know, he was really sad about what happened. I think that loss showed. Like they aren't going to any sort of playoffs or something? Is That's that right. the deal? Yeah, they're
0: yeah. not going to go to the cultural ball playoff. They'll probably make a bowl, but yeah. It, I mean, the, the the loss basically solidified that he will not be a back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner.
3: Got it. Okay. And
0: that they're going to have to play in like a secondary bowl, not one of the primary.
3: What's bowl- a primary bowl and what's a, what's a secondary oh, bowl? Oh, man.
0: It's so funny because I know all about this and I still think it's pointless. So explain it to somebody that does nothing well, just, about t- just it. List, okay, so list a bowl. So because of TV and marketing and sponsorships, there is an obscene number of bowl games now. Something like right. 60 plus bowl games. There's 60? You don't have to even... You only have to have like a winning record. Like more than half the teams in the top level of Division One go to a bowl, and the whole point of why there's so many now is because they want to have bowl games on from like the second week of December all the way through when the big bowls come,
3: which is the Rose Bowl. And
0: then you come around like Christmas week. Then there's like the almost big time bowl games, like the Holiday Bowl and the Peach Bowl and stuff. Okay. And then, it, then on New Year's Day, there's the big. Boys, like Which, the Rose Bowl and stuff. And Was then there's, Rose
3: Bowl the first one?
0: Uh one of the first ones, oh. yeah. And then there's like the Fiesta Bowl and the Sugar Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Where's the Orange Bowl? Uh, Florida? Orange Bowl's in Florida. Where's the yeah. Sugar Bowl? Sugar Bowl's in New Orleans. Okay. Superdome. Oh. Fiesta Bowl's in uh, Phoenix. Phoenix.
3: Yeah. I did know that. Hey, yeah, good
0: job. So, I don't know. There's way too many bowls. I hate the bowls. Most people love them. I don't like them. They're I don't care. so stupid to me. I
3: just want a uh candy bowl. That's all I care about. <laughs> Go to Dwight Aaron's house.
0: See what happens. I know,
3: no, thanks. Um, I don't think I'm his type.
0: <laughs> I, he has 25 snakes. I don't think he has a type. <laughs> That's
3: true. Okay, back to Caleb Williams. Okay. He was crying in his mom's arms and it was a beautiful moment. Mother-son mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. People either loved it or hated it. So then there was some talk show lady who said, some sports lady, I forgot her name, because, you know, I don't pay attention. Yeah, right. But she basically said the NFL should not draft him because he cried like that, and I want to... It
0: will to- be a hit against his uh, scouting in the NFL, for Why? sure. Because you can't go lead a bunch of ruthless grown men if you're crying.
3: Um, as a boy mom, I disagree. <laughs> I want my boys to come and cry in my arms if they need me, yeah. even if it's on national television.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's very accurate for more normal people. You don't have to be a normal person. You can't really be a normal person and play in the NFL. That's so he put out problem. a
3: statement after getting a bunch of grief for... Showing emotion. Uh And he said, being an advocate for mental health and trying to show your emotions and express yourself, it's something I've been doing since I was young. And now being on the national level, being able to try and share that awareness with the public and me just doing what I did on Saturday, even though it was far from what I was trying to do, it showed and spread that awareness.
0: Good for him. I mean, he's going to get drafted and make a bunch of money. So he'll be fine. Yeah. It might hurt his draft stock a little bit, but I don't think so.
3: Also just shout out to his mom because she had like, I think like, I don't know, a book or something in her hand. And when he came to her, she kind of like shielded him and shielded his face. So no one could see, even though he was like sobbing. Mm. Uh, My my mama bear senses just, I wanted to just wrap him up Mm. and say, they're there. Football is stupid. Don't cry.
0: How cynical am I that I think that there's a chance this was staged?
3: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think it was. It, It was, it was pretty authentic.
3: So because you just said that, I, I have to tell you. Okay. Do um,
0: you have snakes too?
3: I have a house of snakes. <laughs> I actually do. I, when you think about it, I have three boys. <laughs> okay. I was looking for a baby book. Okay. For you. Okay. And I Googled, is there a book called Conspiracy Theories for Babies? <laughs> and I think I have a million dollar idea. Okay. We make a baby book of conspiracy Great. theories. We can just record me talking <laughs> exactly. to my child. A is for... Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. <laughs> B is for, yeah. So oh, man. that is, um, that's going to be our baby book. Great. All right.
0: Nuwana's <laughs> no now, he has been radio. It's the chick who does no sports. Uh, what else you got?
3: Last story. Okay. Because this is funny. Okay. Um, The Atlanta Hawks made a really funny promo video and it's of Hawk, their mascot, yeah. Did you see it?
0: I only saw this because DeJounte <laughs> Murray, who's their point guard, was not tweeted, happy. Tweeted at all caps, please delete this, or something like that.
3: So they made a really funny promo of Hawk
0: being, like being an, an OnlyFans an only fans model. model.
3: <laughs> and Trey Young and what's the other guy? DeJounte De- Murray. De- DeJounte Murray. We're not having it.
0: I bet not.
3: Why? It's funny. It's
0: so funny, but it's also so weird.
3: But it's it's. Get a sense of humor. What, Are what they percentage, from New York? What Jeez. Percentage,
0: <laughs> what percentage of like the common American knows what OnlyFans is?
3: Ninety nine percent. Really? Yes.
0: Everybody that work with knows what it is.
3: I will go do a poll and ask. I, I bet, you, bet you everybody
0: we work with knows what it is. But I everybody you, here is pretty.
3: Robert free, does
0: not. Yeah, Chase doesn't know what this is.
3: And everyone else does. Yeah. And I, might, Robert, might know now because I think I've mentioned selling feet pics on OnlyFans <laughs> for Christmas presents. <laughs> I was joke It was a joke. I wouldn't do that. I would do Feet Finder, obviously. We
0: live in what percentage of our listeners right now? what knows what OnlyFans is. Seventy five. Seventy five
3: percent. Do we have a prize today?
0: Uh, Do we have anything to give away? I'm sure. I don't know. I can't remember.
3: Code word is OnlyFans. (laughs) Text OnlyFans if there's a gift, a prize today.
0: Oh, man. Uh, So the uh, (laughs) the Hawks are doing OnlyFans videos. I don't know why these guys hate it. It's so
3: funny to me. Like, loosen up. I don't know why they're upset, except maybe they're on OnlyFans. (laughs) Their girlfriends are on OnlyFans. I don't
0: think that either of those things are true. Okay, well. They're NBA players. They don't need... I mean,
3: teach their own, but I don't think they need any. Any OnlyFans? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't know why they were so worked up about it. I would like to know. I found it, the video, hilarious.
0: I didn't even watch the whole thing. All I saw was DeJounte It was Marie. the hawk,
3: like, laying on a bed, and then a woman in the background, like, this is where the real action oh, is, oh or my something.
0: God. Man, delete this, DeJounte Marie tweeted. Unbelievable. Well, what a world it is that we live in. I loved it. I'm so glad that you get to. I see, I wouldn't know anything about the world if it wasn't for you in this segment.
3: And I wouldn't know anything about adrenochrome <laughs> if it wasn't for you. So look at us.
0: Look at us just uh, educating the masses. That's right. Uh, I was, it's, it's Chicken Does No Sports here on uh, ESPN Radio. I was going to go to yoga with you, but. I just can't do
3: it. You need to go sleep I need, I need off. more you hydration. Need, yeah, you need to go lie down. How many more naps do I have to take? As many as it takes. Man. Just take all the naps. I don't have any time for this.
0: Yes, you do. I don't.
3: Self-care it's, is it's, more important.
0: It's rivalry week next week. I got 120 yeah, that's why hours you, of work to do. That's why
3: you need to rest now. Oh,
0: man. I'm watching this hawk. <laughs>
3: You're going like to end up with mono.
0: Rub itself or something. He's
3: not rubbing himself. He's just being silly. <laughs> It's funny. It's
0: something. It's got 12.8 million views. So obviously a lot of people thought it was funny. Yep. <laughs> I, I want, liked it. I can't wait to hear the actual press comments with these guys. Anyways, I was going to go to yoga and nobody cares about me being sick. So uh, <laughs> if you want to have uh, make yourself feel real nice, sick or not, you can go check out the Hot House downtown uh, Missoula. They have hot yoga classes all throughout the day, seven days a week. It's an awesome place to go unwind, be mindful. Also, go check the Hype House over there on Tool Avenue. Hype House has strength classes and spin classes. Great place for an efficient workout as well. Anything else, Terrell?
3: No. <laughs> so sad i'm tired today well
0: you did great you, you know, i don't feel you, like i did we didn't get canceled we you know we learned all about dwight howard snakes and uh, oh my god here we are
3: all right house of snakes coming soon to <laughs> peacock <laughs>
0: you would watch it <laughs> thank you carolyn bye tenuous it's like playing with fire <laughs> we're gonna get burned someday but it's not today back to the serious stuff Let's hear from Chris Tudovitsky. Unfortunately, the Grizz soccer team's season ended in disappointing fashion. Andrew Houghton broke it down with the uh, head man of Grizz soccer right after this. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com.
1: Oh! It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: I can't believe that I was listening to that when I was ten years old. I'd like to say it's because I have cool parents, but it's mostly because I had cool neighbors. <laughs> Welcome back to On Is Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I lived down the street from a guy that was like six and a half, I guess seven grades ahead of me, six years older than me, and uh, spent a lot of time together growing up because we were neighbors, lived down the street from each other. And man, the miseducation of Coulter Nuadas between the ages of eight and fourteen was something special. <laughs> Love it though; wouldn't have had it any other way. The Grizz soccer team had their historic season—one of the great seasons in terms of total wins, uh, Big Sky Conference success, uh, defensive metrics, all of the above—came to an abrupt and disappointing end at the conference tournament. That's just sort of the way soccer goes sometimes. Unfortunately, their draw was really bad. They had to play NAU, who was the champion from last year, meaning the Lumberjacks were the hosts this year. Therefore, then they had to play on the, uh, the Lumberjacks' home field in Flagstaff. NAU got out to a lead, won nothing, and then just stalled and played keep away like uh, you're prone to do when you are the underdog in a soccer match, and it kind of all came crashing down, and Montana's season ended... One and done in the postseason. Andrew Houghton caught up with Chris Chitavitsky,
2: the head coach of Grizz Soccer. Well, for the final time, Chris Chitavitsky, head coach of the Montana women's soccer team, joining us in studio. It's been a pleasure having Chris join us every week on Nuanez Now, giving us the inside look at that Grizz Soccer program as they roll to a historic, almost nearly unprecedented regular season that unfortunately ends in the Big Sky Conference tournament with a semifinal loss to Northern Arizona last week. Chris, first off, Appreciate you being here all season, man. Good to see you again. It was good.
4: Yeah, I really enjoyed the rhythm. Like, almost by mid-season turned into the, I wake up in the morning on Monday, I'm like, I know what I'm doing on Tuesday, so... Here I am with you and talking to Missoula.
2: We should say again that this segment has been brought to you all fall by Camby Tap House, one of our favorite restaurants right down there on South Higgins across from South Campus Stadium where the Montana Grizzlies have thrilled crowds all season. And I know from going in there after a couple games that it's a favorite of the coaching staff, the players, the players' families as well. Uh, so we've been giving you Camby Taphouse gift cards throughout the fall. Love that promotion. But anyway, go check out Cambie Taphouse down there on South Higgins. Chris, okay, last time we talked, we were previewing a conference tournament. Mm-hmm. We knew it was a, a one game winner go home scenario. Northern Arizona beats you on Thursday one to nothing, and it, it was sort of exactly the scenario that we talked about. They got an early goal, yeah. and you guys just weren't able to, to find an equalizer. But what were your takeaways from, from yeah. that game?
4: First time, I thought we were a little too direct. Uh, we kind of played into all the issues with the field. All oh, it's bumpy, and it's this, and there was just too much tension to it. So I talked at hive time, like, if this is ending, it's going to end our way. We're going to play our soccer. And I just want to go out there and dominate it. And I feel like second half we did a really good job, created great looks, and it just turned out to be our sport in a nutshell, which is you can have all the chances you want, and hit the crossbar as many times as you as you want, and have the ball cleared off the line, and then you lose 1-0. So, um, gutted for it to end that way, but I also had to wake up the next morning and try to take perspective on the whole season of what it was. And as much as that loss sucks, and I hate it, and it's a wonderful motivator for next year, I'm still pretty pleased with everything that happened this year.
2: Chris Chudovitsky, head coach of the Montana women's soccer team, joining us for the final time this fall. He's been in here every week this fall, giving you the lowdown on the Grizz soccer team, which had a historic season. I mentioned it off the top, but 13 wins, 11 (laughs) shutouts in 19 games. Yeah. Won the Big Sky Conference, went undefeated in the regular season in the Big Sky Conference, knocked off Oklahoma in the non-conference. Beyond all of that, beyond everything that's going to be written in stone, a really fun and enjoyable team to watch, full of fun and enjoyable and well-spoken at least in the interactions that I've had with them. Players, can you step back now and take a, a bird's eye view at what your team accomplished this season and, and how will you look back on this season now that you're you're moving forward a little bit?
4: Yeah, no definitely I've already taken the step back, um, still analyzing what happened at the end there. But Yeah, stepping back, it really is a phenomenal season. We've done so many good things. I'm most proud of the interactions with the community, the amount of people showing up to the games, how well they responded to not just, I'm watching soccer, but I'm watching Sky, and I can't wait to watch Reeve play. And hey, that's Charlie Boone. And so, just the the fact that we're developing deeper relationships with our community, that people are showing up to watch their favorite people play, that's what Robin Selvig had with his Lady Gurus, and that's what I want as well. And I know Brian's building the same thing back again with women's basketball. But I want name recognition. I want people showing up because they love the players, and they love the team, they love the culture. And we felt that this year. Plus, 13 wins, three losses, three ties. Yeah, you said it. I mean, almost a perfect. Perfect conference season, almost. So, yeah, loved it.
2: And we talked about what you're talking about here, the interaction and the connection with the community a little bit earlier in the season because you mm-hmm. guys got 2,000 fans out for the Ohio State game. But that's something that you take a lot of pride and put a lot oh, of yeah. work into building because it it can happen organically, and a lot of it happens organically. A lot of it happens because somebody comes to a game and watches Sky Thompson and – feels a connection to watching her play because she's incredible to watch play. A lot of it is actual work in the community, though. Why is that so important to you? Because it, we, we need to be ingrained into this place. I mean, I love this place,
4: and our players love it too. And it's the the only way to have the ultimate experience is to be part of the community. And I've said it secretly behind the scenes all the time in the athletic department, is we want to be Missoula's team. right? Lady Grizz and football and basketball can have the state. I want Missoula. I want people of Missoula to wake up in the mornings and say, I can't wait to watch Grizz soccer because those are my people. And so I've got to recruit people that fit the personality of this town, too, and that's something that we think of, too. This isn't just, uh, hey, let's have a winning soccer team. It's got to be that Missoula's winning with us.
2: Going into next season... With plenty of potential and plenty of promise, because you're bringing a lot of good and great players back for next season, we'll continue checking in with Chris Chitavitsky and the Montana Grizzlies soccer team throughout the off season. Stay tuned to the Soccer and Snow and Smoke podcast feed. But let's let's take again a bird's eye view at what you have going forward. Now you're excited about what you have coming back. Oh yeah. Can we talk about that and then also maybe what are some of the bigger changes that you're expecting over the off season?
4: If you looked at the team overall, you notice that we've still got Sky coming back. You've got we've got Delaney. You've got Eliza Bentler. We've got Ashland in the back. Charlie and Reed. The backline almost stays untouched. The forwards stay untouched. But it's the midfield that all of a sudden looks different. Uh, a lot of young players coming into there who have to fill very big shoes. And Mesa being gone, uh, Sydney being gone, Cat right players like that moving on. So how do you replace them? Uh, what is that personality like? And I'm pretty excited by some of the young players we got. Uh, they were recruited knowing that there's playing time available immediately, so you have to be good enough to do it. Turn down big offers other places to come here and do that. So, yeah, I'm excited by the freshness of it. I feel like the the tactical IQ is really high, the technical ability is really good, and they should be able to feed, connect through the back line and feed the forwards uh, just as well, if not hopefully better than we did this year.
2: This is a really good actual timing for Chris to be in the studio because today is National Early Signing Day. It is. I keep looking at my phone to see more updates. (laughs) Now you can finally talk about the players who you're bringing in for next season. Can you just give us a a quick rundown on who's coming in? I know you guys have a big class.
4: Yeah. Hold on. I got to pull up all the names. There's eight of them, right? So there's a very good likelihood that I accidentally skipped somebody here. Reagan. From Kalispell, it's nice to have another Montana kid, right? Sky Reagan Thompson, exactly. Reagan coming down and playing with us is pretty exciting. Similar attributes to Sky: she can run at people, she can get in line, she can score goals, she can cut it back. Uh, excited by Reagan for sure. Ashlyn Sandow, I think, is uh, coming out of Boise. She's just a jack of all trades. I don't know what position Ashlyn's going to play. She's just one of those who can do everything. So uh, excited to see what she does, and she's teammates with Emma Widmore, who is a, I would say, Sky Thompson type athlete but a midfielder. I mean, she just runs through people but also has exceptional control with the ball. Uh, Taylee Knowles is out coming out of Washington, outside back, similar to... I mean, if you've watched enough Chris soccer, you know what outside backs are like. They're gonna fly down the line, they're gonna be super athletic and entertaining to watch. Kaylee Kerr happens to be the niece of our basketball coach here, Brian. Kaylee's gonna be a nice addition from Washington as well. Haley Bass, I'm thrilled about, who is a really tall, solid uh, holding midfielder. I think she might be the star of the class. She's coming out of Colorado, uh, had a great career with Real Colorado ECNL. And one that I think is going to capture every single person's soul is Carly Whelan. Carly Whelan's coming out of PAC Northwest and she is... I mean, if you if you know anything about PAC Northwest soccer, possession oriented team, uh, play with the ball. Carly is a poster child for that club, and she has spunk to her. She came to our ID camp and had long, white nails. Um, there's personality there. There's exceptional playing ability and a maturity and understanding of the game that I would only expect out of a senior in college that she has. And she's not even a freshman yet. Lydia Robinson too out of Georgia that's our second kid out of Georgia in two years Perrin Pennington and Lydia Robinson now
2: but that's all I got alright there you go and I kind of wanted to ask you about that I mean Colorado Pacific Northwest Reagan Brizendine's out of Montana you're going down into Georgia now how do you feel about sort of the recruiting pipelines that you guys have, have been able to build up as I've
4: told a lot of people and I think I mentioned on this show too like our recruiting philosophy with our limited budget at the time was develop relationships and recruit from clubs that develop players the same way that I would if I was there so if we want to play out of the back, it makes complete sense to go to Vancouver Whitecaps and Pac-Northwest to get players out of there because that's all that they do as a club, right? If I want flying outside backs, I'm going to go to Real Colorado because that's probably where they're coming from. And so it was identifying clubs who develop certain uh, attributes in players and just hang around there and get those players here. You look at the history of the recruits, you see a ton of Pac-Northwest kids, Real Colorado kids, Washington Premier kids. They're all coming from the same spots. But now all of a sudden, George is there. I don't know how on earth that happened, but hey, it's here, so
2: I guess we got a pipeline into Georgia and plenty of Grizz fans down there now. It's great insight into sort of how this great Montana Grizzlies soccer team has been built. Chris, last thing for you, another thing that's been consistent with your program has been sending players on to the next level. Among the players who are, mm-hmm. who are graduating this year, who should we be watching out for? And I know Mesa Walters is, is one, but of course she's dealing with an ACL rehab right now. Tell me a little bit about how Mace is planning to pursue that and then anybody else we should have an eye on.
4: Yeah, Mace is definitely going to do it. We just got to get through the whole ACL thing. I think she she struggled for about a week post-surgery as you go through the initial pain, but my goodness, is she an absolute... Monster right now, every time she's working out and going through the rehab. I think she comes back from that very quickly. Molly Querry is another one who wants to do it. For those who don't know, she played the whole season right now without ligaments in her right ankle. I mean, she was taped up and we just got her through the season, which happened last summer. And so somehow she got to the end of the year playing that way. So she needs surgery once that's cleaned up. She'll go overseas as well. Kathleen Aitchison, we're waiting to see whether or not she wants to do that. That's um, up to her. Sydney's also trying to get into oh, some sort of at school because she's an extremely intelligent person but also has maybe wants to play abby gerhardt's in the same boat i feel like every single one of them could and every single one of them with the film that we're creating will have offers to do
2: it it's whether or not they take it chris anything else to mention just just looking back at this season maybe looking forward to next season anything else that you didn't want to get out of here without mentioning
4: Phenomenal season, I think, from the community and us all together. And I love the connection that I've been able to um, create with you. I think that's been really awesome. Your coverage of the 1994 squad right now is really awesome, too. Um, Having Betsy inducted as well next year, so everybody knows, we're celebrating 30 years of Gris Soccer. It was this year, but with Betsy being inducted, we weren't going to do two events. So next year, we'll celebrate 30 years of Gris Soccer, and I want everybody to come out and have a massive party with us over
2: that. I'll give one more plug, actually, for that. There is another two episodes of Trailblazers, which is my podcast about the 1994 Montana Grizz soccer team and Betsy Dirksen, who just went into the Grizz Athletics Hall of Fame, coming out, hopefully going to have the second episode next week. Of course, it's Cat Grizz football week. I've got a ton of irons in the fire, but I've, <laughs> I've got interviews done and I'm, I'm outlining stuff. Please. Listen to It's a really good blazers. podcast.
4: Yeah. I mean the way that you did it, it's it sounds like almost a true crime type of thing where you got you're interviewing somebody, they're saying something, then you just intro the next piece and it goes. It's a fun story to follow. It flows so differently to all the other podcasts I've heard recently come out of here. So kudos to you on that.
2: Well, we'll have a number of players who played on that 1994 Grizz soccer team chiming in for the next oh, episode which good. will be all about that season and what it was like playing for the first time ever during that program so look forward to that again it's trailblazers betsy dirksen and the 1994 montana women's soccer team you can search that on whatever podcast platform you like chris thanks for the plug thanks for you welcome (laughs) thanks for the time all season long it's been a joy having you in studio it's been a joy talking with you enjoy the off season but i know you're raring to get back to it oh yeah but thanks for coming in one more time thank you
0: Thanks to Chris Chudavitsky for all the time throughout the year. And congratulations on a great year, even if it didn't end as the Grizz soccer team hoped that it would. And uh, also thanks to Kambi Tap Taphouse for the continued support of our Grizz soccer coverage. All season long, we gave you tickets to Grizz soccer games and gift cards to Kambi Tap Taphouse. So uh, it was an awesome partnership. Got a lot of great feedback. I mean, how could you not love getting some free tickets and uh, some free eats and drinks at a great place like Kambi Tap Taphouse? Go visit them there. On their location on South Avenue, right across from Dornblazer Field, right across from the, I guess it's on Higgins now, the corner of Higgins and South, just up the way, right across from the Grizz Soccer Field and from Dornblazer Field, uh, Tap house a wonderful place for all to enjoy. Talk high school football, Rajiv Seabrook in the house. We'll take you all the way around the high school playoffs. Next, keep it right here, ESPN Radio.
1: ESPN Radio Missoula.
0: Yeah, there's like always the MC where you you know they rank up there with in the sort of lexicon of, of hip hop, but but you don't ever want to argue that they're one of the, like, the goat goats, but you still love them so they're like they're in your head really up there. That's what Method Man is for me. I know that most people would say Method Man's really good. You know, he's in the top, he's in the top fifty or whatever, top twenty-five maybe. Top 20. Yeah, right. Sure. Top 20. But like to me, he's like one of my five favorites. But I wouldn't like get an argument with somebody about how he's one of the five best. You know what I'm saying? See,
1: and, and, and I think, and I love this because I think you could do this with music. I think you yeah. could do this with sports. I think who the top performers are aren't necessarily your favorites. Right, right, right. And your favorites aren't necessarily the best. Right, and I think that like when you see top ten lists, top ten running backs of all time, what are you basing that off of? Right, because they're the best performers, or they're your favorite. Right, running right, backs. Right, 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 right. For me, it's two different lists. Right, it's two different lists. Right. So like my top ten MCs aren't my favorite ten MCs. Right, totally. And I'm, I'm able to I'm able to remove my like bias. Yeah, same thing. My top ten point guards. Yeah, aren't my top ten favorite point guards. Rajiv Seabrook, in studio with us. Highly here. caffeinated, uh, folks.
0: <laughs> it's a Florence Coffee Company Friday. We already had all Woo! our Floco. Uh It is Nuance now, ESPN Radio. Let's do a little uh, Garden City Spotlight. Then we'll talk our way all the way around the high school football world. We are still uh, going to hear from Pat Duchesne, the head coach of Florence. We're just going to bump that to hour number two, so we have adequate amount of time uh, to get that in. Garden City Spotlight presented in part by Missoula Electric Co-op for 87 years. MEC has proudly served power to thousands of loyal members across Western Montana and Idaho. Missoula, the city of Missoula, uh, has no teams left in the high school football playoffs, uh, but some good years. Sadly. Yeah, some good Sadly. years across the boards. So let's just go through it real quick. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll, we'll start at the smallest school in uh, Missoula, Valley Christian. They made the playoffs this year at the six-man level. Yes, they did. And, uh, they got it going a little bit. I mean... It's been a little while since Valley Christian has uh, been competitive on the statewide level, and uh, they have been in both basketball and uh, football in the uh, last couple of years. So uh, good for them. They made the playoffs this year and then lost uh, a home playoff game, but uh, progress, certainly. So a uh, good job by them. Loyola had huge expectations and had a good regular season, and then it all just fell apart because their senior quarterback, Aiden Round, got injuries. hurt. And then a bunch of other injuries happened to him, and then they had to go play – uh, in in the wind tunnel out there in Shepherd and they lost by two points in the first round of the playoffs and uh, I know it's it's amazing how last year the Loyola season was largely up and down and frustrating but then they. Caught it at the end, and they ran through the playoffs and went all the way all the way championship game. Yes, Whereas sir. this year they were much better, and they won way more games in the regular season. And then at the end, it kind of just fell apart on them, and
1: they only they go one and done in the playoffs. So I mean, that's just kind of the way it goes. Hey, yeah, some, sometimes the pendulum swings for you. Sometimes it swings against you.
0: When those, and you know this too. I mean, at those Class B schools, if you have like a great senior player, or like especially like a great quarterback. I mean, Aiden Round was their starting quarterback for three years. years yeah, you lose that guy. You lose a lot. I mean, Cle- the Clevenger kid's a really good athlete too. But it's just, I mean, it's really, really hard to have depth at a school when you only have twenty-five or thirty guys on your whole team.
1: And those guys are playing six ways to Sunday, <laughs> yeah, right? Like they're on offense, defense, and special teams. Yeah, so totally. Losing one guy, losing like say three guys at the Class B level, it's like losing seven. Totally, because you lose so many, uh, because everyone's so pivotal at so many different uh, positions.
0: Missouri Hellgate, uh, man, what a tough year for them. I don't, uh, I think they got to go back to the drawing board because they, they, you're not gonna say they had it rolling, but they certainly had a little bit of momentum within the program when Mick Morris left, and then that that carried over a little bit in year one under Ryan Nelson, and it kind of regressed this year. They played a whole bunch of young kids, so maybe that's the silver lining here, but. Going 0 for is a bummer, man. It's uh, it's it's hard to keep engaged and get more kids out for football when you don't have any promise of winning.
1: Well, it's hard to get kids engaged. It's hard to It's more than that. It's hard to retain kids for sure. And it's also hard to promote your program when you're yeah. the O for Gophers. Um, the it's other also just thing- hard for Hellgate because
0: like everybody that's in Missoula, you've seen the Hellgate kids walk into football practice. Like they got to walk a long ways. I'm not saying like it's so terribly hard, but it's Sentinel just goes right out the back door. Big Sky just goes right out the back door. Right. It, the the walk is Easy in August when you got optimism. It's pretty tough in November when you're zero and seven.
1: I, I guess my only caveat to that, not to rebuke or retort you, my friend Loyola does it. No, true. So I, you well, know, Loyola's got to go
0: across the they, way. I mean, they got to go across so town,
1: Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that's a X an X factor that could yeah uh, be a deterrent away from being a, a solid program. Um, I think that it is hard to sell a program. It is hard to promote and retain, and it's also hard to get coaches in there that want to like want to be part of that as well. Yeah. That can add a, a certain element uh, to. To, to increase your winning percentage.
0: There's also just like, uh, you know, there's a there's like a little symbiosis that exists at each high school, and you can't be good at everything. No, I mean, look at the fall sports. Hellgate's really good at the other sports that aren't football.
1: Truth, absolutely, you know? I mean, they're yeah. great
0: at soccer, absolutely. both boys and girls. They're awesome in cross, cross country. Cross country, yeah. You know, so. Good at swimming. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're really good at everything. Everything. I mean, tennis, basketball, pretty everything. much all the sports at Hellgate are good except, except football. for football. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which makes no sense. It does. But then it also
0: does kind of make makes sense. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is because there's a lot of guys on the Hellgate soccer team that would be good football players. I mean, like that kid the other, a couple of years ago, Beckett Arthur. Oh, totally. Dude, I, mean, that, you know, I mean, he's 6'2", 195 Stud. pounds. He would be a great outside linebacker or running back Or good or, safety. You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I think there's a, an element there. Uh, Big Sky... I think Big Sky was knocking on the door all year, and we talked about it all year, and they could just not quite bust down the door. I think part of it's a mentality thing, but I do think they're coming. I think they got a lot of good young players.
1: To me, Big Sky is is almost an enigma unto themselves. Like, you have a ton of guys and you have a stable of dudes For sure. like how they're just not getting over that hump they're always there they're the team you never want to play that's right because you know, they play hard and they're tough they play hard they play tough they're just missing like two or three key elements yeah. and I'm not sure if that's players uh, attitude or, or or coaching but they're just they're like half a step away from really uncorking something that that that, that could be uh, good and full of great potential Darn City
0: Spotlight Presented by Montana Educators Credit Union. There's memberships open in all the following counties. Missoula, Granite, Lake, Mineral, Ravalli, and Sanders County. MECU, big enough to provide you with the same consumer products as larger institutions, but small enough to know your specific needs. Switch to MECU today. Proud to present the Garden City Spotlight. And the last one's Missoula Sentinel. Uh, a, a lot of tumult this year. A lot of injuries on that tons, front as well. Tons. and uh, A lot of reshuffling of the lineup. You, know, you lose your senior quarterback in Riley Allen. You had to go with a couple different guys: Rudy Hess and then Dave, uh, David Sermon, Danny Sermon. Danny the, Sermon, don't get
1: don't get it twisted. That's so a big many, boy's. Don't, right. He's big. Don't get his name wrong.
0: There's so many Sermons. Da, David, I, I, yeah. David I, Sermon I, is the former Grizz, who's the father of one of the other parts of the Sermon football dynasty. I mean, gosh, every single one of those guys, I feel like, has played D1 football somewhere in the world, somewhere yeah, along the he's lines. He's got
1: a brother at at Northern Colorado. He yeah. had a, had a cousin at UW. Yep. Uh, his little brother, who's actually going to wind up probably being a little bit bigger than Danny. Uh, we'll be a sophomore next year at Sentinel. So whatever factory those genetics exist in, I'm pissed at my family. <laughs> I'm feeling very, very, like, left out. I I, I did not score in the genetics pool.
0: <laughs> the uh, Garden City Spotlight, probably presented by the uh, Missoula Electric Co-op and the Montana Educators Credit Union Hour. One of the books, Hour 2, coming at you. We'll talk all the way around all the teams that are still playing in the high school football playoffs. We'll hear from Pat Doucher, the head coach of the Florence Falcons. That's next. Keep it right here on us now, ESPN Radio.